What is going on, my people? You're listening to Master Your Mindset with Coach Mark. Now, I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand, and I'm a husband, a father, a master coach, a co-creator of the Pushco Certification School, and 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggled with giving all my time and energy to my professional life and having nothing left over to give my family or for myself. Now, through this process, I discovered I could excel in every area of my life if I was willing to master my mindset. So this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders in business and career who want to create more in their life, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their health and their family. If that's you, it's time to dive into today's episode. Thanks for spending this short time with me, but remember, you don't get better by consuming, you get better by acting. Let's go. Hey guys, what is going on, my people? Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another podcast. This one's episode number 654, which for a second, I want to think about that. (laughs) 654, that is crazy. And we've gone through some reiterations here, but I wanted to just say how much I appreciate you guys for continuing to listen. I'm not sure how many of you guys started off in episode one. Please never go back to that ever again. (laughs) But I just want to say how much, not only did I, do I appreciate you guys being here, but just how much I've grown because um, of this process of putting myself out there on social media. I hope that you guys are doing the same thing, putting yourself out uh, into uncomfortable positions um, to really be able to develop yourself and really help out other people. So I know a lot of you guys are doing that. I'm I'm communicating with a lot of you guys on social media and I greatly appreciate it. but today's podcast, guys, today's podcast um, is something that um, when it comes to like life coaching, this is this was the biggest game changer for me in my life is understanding um, that it didn't necessarily mean I had to do more if I wanted to create more. It was a complete game changer. And that's the reason why I want to put I wanted to put together this podcast, guys, because I want to share how you can actually create more using less time and less energy so that you can actually create massive success in your life and have the time and energy to actually enjoy it. I know so many people have this thought of like, hey, thinking that the more action you take, the more results that you get. So in order for you to like create more results, you need to take and use more action and time and everything that you can possibly throw at it to actually create that successful life only to look back and go, oh my, what happened to those years of my life, right? And I know this personally happened for me. And it was like when I first got introduced to life coaching and really understood that you could find a way to actually excel without having to do so much. That was really that game changer for me. And that's really what I want to talk about today. All right. Because if you're constantly thinking like I was, that taking more action is going to produce more results, that's the worst thing you can do. That's the worst really thing that you can think. And the reason why is because most people tend to gravitate towards that, Um, especially as leaders. Typically, leaders are people who can get themselves to take action, right? And when they get themselves to take take action, they start to see some kind of results. And as a because of that results, they're like, "Oh my god, well, I I need to take more action that I can produce more results." But if you can kind of hear, you reach the point of diminishing diminishing returns, where more action actually produces less results. How many of you guys know that you've seen people? could even be yourself, that take massive action and actually produce less. How many of you guys know people who actually take less action and produce more? And it can be because of the quality of it, but it could also be that because people who constantly think they have to take more action actually start to experience burnout and don't really enjoy the things that they do for a living anymore. And I really want to reframe that. I want to, I want to actually um, uh, take this scenario of like thinking you have to work harder and I'm going to move it over to a different area of your life where you can totally see that that's not the case, 
and then bring it back over. All right. And I always like to like give you guys some, a little bit of, um, uh, overview when I do this kind of stuff, because I want you to understand this, that you can look at this from two perspectives. Number one for yourself. And number two, for the people that you lead, um, really the best thing that I can do. And the reason why I put together my ideal leader blueprint recently was because I want to give people the tools to not only be able to lead themselves, but to be able to lead others. And by taking people through this process themselves and then just showing them from the bird's eye view how they could use this for others, it gives them a duplicatable system that they could go out and implement to create massive results in theirs and their team's lives. And it's really crazy when you can do that. Now, the scenario I want to talk about is related to health and fitness, all right? So if you were trying to get healthier, okay, let's say you wanted to get, um, you know, be able to exercise uh, and, and really be able to get down and play with your kids and just like have the energy that you really need to have. Well, would it produce more results if you worked out six days a week for like six to seven hours per day? Like when you think about health and fitness, um, it's very easy to see if you were to work out six hours, a, six hours a day in the gym and work out six days a week, that would in the beginning, maybe for one or two days, actually produce results. But then after that, what happens is it produces injury. It actually prevents you from being able to show up at the gym. You overwork yourself and you can't recover. You can't repair. You can't like give your body a break. And because of that, the constant pressure and the constant force gets you to like take 10 steps back. How many of you guys have ever had that where you've had a weight re, uh, related goal or a health related goal and like you start taking steps, but then you get pushed back a bunch of steps because you've tried to take it too far, too fast and you get injured. And then it's the most frustrating thing at all because you can't do anything. You can't like, of course, you can focus on your your eating, but in reality, like you're not going to see the results that you want to see because you've been able you haven't been able to like really commit to the whole entire system. And that's the same thing that we do when it comes to our business, when it comes to um, our careers, when it comes to anything that we're trying to produce results is there's that law of diminishing returns. Like how long does it take to go to the gym? Well, for me, it was 30 to 45 minutes a day, five days a week. And that's how I lost a hundred pounds. If I had been going four, five, six hours a day, I'm sure that I would not be where I'm at today because I would have hurt myself eventually. And that's the same thing that we're doing in our other areas of our life. And that's really why I wanted to put this episode together because there's so much amazing potential that you have inside of you and how much and so much more amazing potential that you have when it comes to leading others around this, that it's a game changer when you start to realize that it's not about the amount of work, it's about you getting more creative, all right? It's you getting more creative. And that's really what the alternative is. Now, for me, creativity is like, Asking powerful questions because the the um, directly related to the answers that you're getting in life is directly related to the actual questions that you're asking yourself. Now, sometimes we have mentors and sometimes we have teams, mastermind groups, things like that, that ask us powerful questions, which is how this started out for me. But for me, I was like, that is awesome. Like when they ask me those questions, I can just like tap into a whole different level of creativity that I would never have had if I had asked myself. But then it got me to think, well, how can I develop that skill so I can ask myself? And that's literally the reason why I wrote my book, Mastering Your Life Through Self-Coaching, because I found a, a number of different ways that I could do that, that I wanted to teach. And that's also why I have a life coach school that I co-created um, with my mentor, because it's really powerful when you understand these philosophies. 
But what I want to talk about you guys, talk about with you guys here today is I want to like make sure that when you're asking questions, that you're making sure that your questions always contain these three things. So when you're trying to get other people to show up, when you're trying to get yourself to show up, these three things are critical for all the questions. Now, I can't walk you through exactly what questions you should ask yourself because it's kind of like a personal thing, but also it like that's the reason why our training is three months of life coach um, training for you to be able to develop the skills. But what I can do is I can give you an idea of how to put this together to make sure that none of these three pieces are missing, okay? Make sure none of these three pieces are missing. All right, so let's dive into number one, all right? So what you can do to help identify some of the things to stop doing, all right? Some of the things to stop doing. The reason why um, we it, it's like so powerful to identify what to stop doing is there's a lot of things that you, that the team that you lead, that your department, that whatever, it's just routine. You're doing them over and over and over again, but you don't realize that they're actually not moving the needle. And by you actually putting that energy and effort into that, you're actually not giving yourself enough time to spend time and energy in the places that matter the most. So many times I have come to realize that if I wanted to achieve more, I have to have find a way of doing less. Because when you're down in the nitty gritty, you can't actually give yourself the ability of, of having silence, downloading different ways, getting more creative because you're in the constant like rush, rush, rush mode. So the first thing that I would ask you is I would ask you, um, here, let me let me reframe this one more time because like I have it written down here in front of me, but I even don't feel like this is like really the true question that I want you to ask. So I, I want you to look at some of the things that you're doing, all right? And I want you to ask yourself, based off of the goal that you have, is the person who already has achieved that goal, would they be doing that specific action that you're taking? If you have, like let's say a team that you're leading, if your team had achieved those goals, would they be taking those actions that you're asking them to take? And also for yourself, like if you have a personal goal of like losing a certain amount of weight or making a certain amount of money or rising up to that certain rank, right? Would you be doing, if you had already achieved that, would you be doing that specific thing that you're currently doing? I think some of the realizations uh, when you go through this kind of like mini exercise is like, I wouldn't be doing this. Let me give you an example. So if you owned a million dollar business, let's say you're looking to um, create a million dollar business. Well, if me making a half, having a half million dollar business, if I were to think about like, if I have a million dollar business, what are some of the activities that I would be doing that having a $500,000 business or however much your business is, like what kind of activities would I still be doing at this level versus what kind of activities am I doing now? Because here's the thing, like the action that you're currently taking is getting the results that you're currently getting. And if you want something different, then of course we have to become something different, right? We have to think about into the future. Like if we were to be able to achieve this thing, if our team would be able to achieve this goal, what would we be doing in that process? What would we be have become as just our normal routine of the things that we're doing? And when you can ask yourself that question, you can come to a lot of realizations like, I wouldn't be doing these things. I wouldn't be doing any of them all. I would either remove them or eliminate them or outsource them or do anything like that, right? But it's just the first power, the first powerful piece is like, are you taking actions right now that you would not be taking when you achieve that goal? Because if you are, you really need to reframe it and think about a different way that you can approach it. Because if you constantly taking those actions, you actually won't be able to grow into the person that would have that goal that you're looking to achieve, right? 
So really just asking yourself, like, would that person, would the person or the team who's already achieved that be taking this action, right? The follow-up question to that is, um, what would happen if we stopped doing this? What would happen if we stopped doing this? Or what would happen if I stopped doing this? What most people do is they never ask themselves that question. They think it because it's on their to-do list, because it's something they've always done, that it's just something that they have to continue with into the future. But asking yourself the tough questions give you, gives you the realization of like, wonder why I never asked myself this question. And it's because a lot of times we have this fear of like, well, changing, we don't know what's going to happen if we change or we do something new, or if we remove this from our plate. But how about actually just asking yourself and then following it through in your brain to see where that path leads you? Now, of course, you're never going to know 100% of the way, like exactly where you're going to be. But that's a part of the journey is like, if you are going out and you're setting like, um, you're setting a goal out there, it's never going to be achieved the way that you think it is. But the mere fact that you set the goal and took actions towards it, that was a part of the process. I can't tell you how much I've learned through that process of just setting the goal and going out and taking consistent action. And you find a different path to get there. And as a matter of fact, most of the time, the other path is the the path that you end up taking is actually a better path. It's a better path for you. It's a better path for your family. And it's a better path for the followers that you have. And if you hadn't asked yourself that tough, difficult question, you wouldn't have never, never been able to reverse engineer it and find it, all right? So that second question is, what would happen if I stopped doing this? What would happen if I stopped doing this? The third piece, the third question, and this was the biggest game changer for me. The first two were really actually got me um, into a different mindset. But this third one was, was like, it's what blew my mind and got me to achieve more by doing less, all right? The third is, who is somebody that I can outsource this activity to? Who is somebody that I can outsource this activity to? So when you look through some of the things that you're doing, some of the things might need to be done, right? Some of the things, when it comes to like, for me, it's like the podcasting, the social media, um, messaging, all that kind of stuff. By the way, if you are, if you've reached out to me on social media, majority of the time you're talking to my team, which is either Nice or Kurt. Um, and so if you have, have been having those conversations, I know even my mom has been getting some, some messages from them. It's because I've been able to outsource that. Number one is because that's not my most favorite thing to do in the world. And number two is it, break, it takes me away from doing things like this, like making these podcasts, doing videos, putting together the leadership course, um, teaching people how to become push coaches. Like I wouldn't be able to do that if I was constantly in those day-to-day activities, right? Instead of working in the business, I'm actually working on the business and being able to direct that. But one of the questions that helped me is like, who is somebody that I can outsource this activity to? Well, you don't realize also is there's people out there who could do the thing that you hate doing, do it even better than you and do it in less time, and you can actually support them through that process. Like such an important part to me is being able to do my best to help support Nais and Kurt on my team, not only because they're both super powerful leaders and the level of work that they do is just like off the charts, but because like they're my friends. They're people who now I would not even have a relationship with if I didn't actually be able to outsource it. And when I think about that, it just gives me even more power to continue to show up for my business and continue to take it to the next level. Now, what most people do is when they hear this, when they talk about like, who else can I outsource this to, they start to think about like um, what they need to have first. Well, when they make more, this amount of money, when they have this many clients, when they're, when they have their more of their business built, guys, if I were to redo it, the first thing that I would do is hire one person for my team. And it would be somebody who would be able to handle all of the different activities that I know they need to get done, but don't need to get done by me. And by being able to do that, it would free me up with the time for the time and the space um, to be able to 
actually do the things that would move the business along further. Because here's the thing, what we can also do is we can use work as a buffering activity. Meaning, oh, well, I have to go into messages. I have to, sorry, that's Kurt, my teammate. What's up, Kurt? Um, I have to go into social media. I have to do this. I have to do that. And when you're having to do things, first, before you find, you, you realize that you're actually scrolling social media, you're not doing the things that are actually moving the needle. You're, you're actually moving the needle way slower than it would be if you were to just outsource this, because then you'll have more time and more space in your brain to actually give you the ability of thinking about what that next step is and how to create more by doing less. Because if you're constantly in the day-to-day activities, you're not able to see it from a visionary perspective and come up with new creative ideas on really how to get, um, not only how to take yourself to the next level, but your entire team, how to develop them into other leaders who can also help make a bigger impact in the world. So really asking yourself, like, what is going to happen if I don't outsource? Like, what are some things that I'm leaving on the table if I'm constantly doing all of this solopreneur or all of these actions and and not giving and empowering other people to become leaders and to step up and to do those things too? Really, this is like um, uh, the be, do, have model, right? Be, do, have. You have to first become something new, right? Which is in the process. If you're like, let's say you're making $10,000 a month and you want to get to $100,000 a month, you need to become somebody else entirely different because the person who's making $100,000 is taking different actions. They're become, they become somebody else entirely different. They're hanging out with a different crowd of people. They're doing things on a different level than the person who's making 10000 It's not that they're any better of a human. No, they just develop themselves into that next level, right? And then once you get to become that next level, then you're just doing those activities normally. Like it's just a normal part of business and you're not doing certain activities normally because you're just like, that's this is where I'm at right now then you get to have all of the things that you want, whether it's the $100,000 business, the million dollar business, whatever that is, is you have to first become that person. And then by doing that, you're, you start to do the activities of what that person who's already achieved the goal would, would be doing. And then you get to have it. A lot of people get into that have like, or um, do like, what are those exact activities to do? And of course, it's a little bit different for everybody. Uh, that's the reason why I put the ideal leader blueprint together. So to really help people identify like what it is that they um, that they should do based off of their specific situation, because we are we have like leadership roles at home, at work, um, in our career. If you're a police officer like me or when it comes to leading um, other teams, when it comes to leading in business, when it comes to leading yourself, there's really a, a bunch of different intricacies there, which is why I kind of like put my um put my course together, but it's all about you finding your path and what works for you. And yes, looking to see like, because success leaves clues, finding things that have worked for you in the past or things that have worked for other people will entirely speed up this process. But remember, if you're constantly the one who's doing, you're not able to see it from a creative perspective and see, have the bird's eye view to really jump in there uh, and make the adjustments that you need to make so that you can become that type of person who just normally does those activities. And guess what happens? You start to have all the things that you want to have, all right? It's not in reverse. You don't need to have. You don't need to have more time. You don't need to have more energy. You don't need to have more followers. You don't need to have the promotion at work. You don't need to have that, right? You need to become somebody else in the process, start doing the activities of the person who had already achieved that goal, and that's when you get to have all of those things. I'm like living proof of this every single year that I focus on like my goals and what I need to become. That's the one thing that I do is I go to the end and I say, okay, have I achieved this? What is it that I've had to become? What skills did I have to develop? What some of, what are some of the activities that I had to do? And what are some of the things that I had to remove in order to get there? And coming from this place of knowing if I'm going six months or a year into the future, I can come back and go, okay, well, you wouldn't be doing that, Mark. You would definitely be doing this. And that's how you can actually become 
uh, and start taking those actions and have all those things at the end is by reverse engineering it like that, okay? All right, guys. That's what I got for you guys today. Um, I know I talked a little bit about the Ideal Leader Blueprint. I've been talking about it a lot. If you haven't seen our free video about how to become an influential leader so you can have the confidence and the skills you know to not only effectively lead people, but never having to second guess yourself um, or any decision that you make, dive into um, our free training that we have. Um, It's at mindsetwithmark.com forward slash leader. You can go to my website, mindsetwithmark.com. Dive into that free training. And if at the end I talk about the the Ideal Leader Blueprint, if that's something you're interested in, we do have a few more spots left in the beta version of the program. Um, You'll learn a little bit more about that at the end. But regardless, I want to let you know that you have all of the, the, the skills, the Uh, not the skills, but you have all of the answers already living on the inside of you. It's just dependent on the level of questions that you're asking yourself to develop and to pull out those skills and confidence and what you really need to show up and make the impact that you need to make in the world. But you have it all already, all right? I don't want you to think like there's anything that you lack. No. But if you want that speed boost, uh, you know, definitely make sure that you connect with a mentor if that's me or somebody else, uh, because Really, if you want to speed up that process so that you can create more in less time, it is such a better um, uh, use of your time to find people who've done that before, okay? All right, guys, I appreciate you so much. Let's end with a quote, okay? Influential leaders use the skills they've developed to not only lead themselves, but lead others as well. So influential leaders use the skills they've developed to not only lead themselves, but lead others as well. You've developed skills. You're an incredible leader. You've put down, like you've actually become uncomfortable in certain situations that got you to shine as a leader. Use those same skills that you have developed to teach other people. I can't tell you the most impactful, like things that I have personally been able to like um, to develop were because I learned it. I felt a little uncomfortable with it. I taught it to other people. And because of that, it actually helped make me become stronger in the process. And I know you're no different. All right. I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great week and I'll see you guys on Thursday. All right. Bye, everybody.